Well, I don't know about you, but for me, uh, the baptism service is one of the most exciting kinds of service that we have. And this is a time of great joy and celebration as we welcome Toby, Brody, and Joshua into God's family. And here at St. Andrews, we take baptism uh, really seriously. And one way or another, I've been able to spend quite a lot of time with these three families, and I'm confident uh, that they understand what baptism is all about, and they're getting their children baptised for all the right reasons. So why baptism? What is it all about? What does it mean? What's actually happening when we baptise someone? Well, there's so much that we could say about this, but uh, we're going to narrow it down to three key things, uh, three aspects of baptism that we're going to focus on. So here they are, uh, three things that baptism signifies. Baptism signifies a new family, a move from death to life, and a new creation. New family, a move from death to life, and a new creation. So firstly, a new family. Uh, When we baptise someone, whether it's uh, an infant, a child, or an adult, we are welcoming them into God's family. John 1 verse 12 says, Yet to all who received him, who received Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, if we become God's children, that means we have the same father. If we have the same father then we're all related, we belong to the same family. Of course, everybody has an earthly family. their flesh and blood, their biological family. And uh, the Bible tells us so, that there is a family that transcends, that is even more important than our earthly biological family. That is God's family. Uh, those who know and love Jesus, the church, the body of Christ. And this is really, really good news. Now, uh, for many of us, we would have wonderful biological families. Uh, Perhaps we've grown up in a loving, stable home. And that is a huge blessing if we have. And then if we're adopted into God's family, well, then we're doubly blessed because we have two loving families. And for many of us, of course, those two families, our earthly family, our spiritual family, they'll overlap. But there's also a huge number of people who haven't grown up in a great family. Uh, They they, they may not have had a loving and stable home. For for many, they come from uh, dysfunctional and abusive families. And if that's the case, this is still great news because it means uh, that we can be adopted into God's family. So no matter what our background, we can still experience the blessing of a loving committed family and it's good for us to be reminded as a church uh, that that is what we're meant to be a loving family committed to Jesus and committed to one another and it's not the case that Toby and Brody and Joshua uh, are excluded from the family until they're baptized in a few minutes time Uh, of course not but baptism is the official welcome into the family When I was engaged to Tissa, my parents saw her as part of the family uh, almost as soon as they met her. But she didn't officially become part of our family, and I didn't officially become part of her family until our wedding day. And so it is with baptism. 
Baptism is the official entry into the Christian family. It's like the rubber stamp on the adoption papers. And just as marriage is a covenant, so is baptism. Uh, Think of a covenant as like a, a legally binding agreement between two, in this case, unequal parties, ourselves and God. And in the Old Testament, we see that the sign and the symbol of the covenant between God and his people, Israel, was circumcision. But the sign and the symbol of the new covenant, the covenant that God has with his people, the church, the new Israel, is baptism. When a child gets baptised, their parents and their godparents are promising to raise them within the Christian family. They're promising to raise them as a Christian. And we, the church, are promising to support and uphold them in that. And earlier on, we made those promises to one another and we made those promises to God. So it's serious stuff. I received a phone call the other week from a lady who wanted to have her child done, by which she meant baptised. And after we spoke together for quite a a period of time, I got a real sense of what it was that she wanted. Uh, She wanted to get her daughter dressed up in a cute white dress and uh, bring her to a church where they knew nobody except maybe the friends and relatives that they had invited for the occasion. Uh, Their daughter would be baptised in front of a church full of strangers, and then they'd all go off and have a big party. And the baptism certificate would be like a ticket out of the church. Uh, None of them would return until perhaps the next baptism. Going back to the wedding analogy, my wife and I got married in Jamaica 10 years ago. Uh, But it would be like us... Uh, getting married and then 10 minutes after the wedding saying, uh, well, that was fun. It's been nice knowing you. Bye. Uh, Be ludicrous. There's a huge cultural misunderstanding of what baptism is here in Australia, in the UK and in the West in general. Baptism isn't the end. Baptism is the beginning. We're baptized into a community where we know one another. We love one another. We support one another. We worship together. Uh, We pray together. We hang out together. Uh, We are the church. We are a family. And I can't wait to welcome uh, Toby, Brody, and Joshua into their family. So next, baptism symbolizes a move from death to life. Romans 6, 3 to 5 says, and I'll uh, shorten it, says, All of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Baptism symbolizes us dying to our old sinful life and rising to new and everlasting life with Jesus. And adult full immersion baptism captures this well. So when a person goes under the water, it's like they're dying to their old life. They're going down to the grave with Jesus. And when they come up out of the water, they're rising to new and everlasting life with Jesus. Baptism symbolizes our resurrection. But equally, the water of infant baptism uh, symbolizes and reminds us that Jesus washes away our sin. Uh, But we need to recognize there is no hierarchy of baptism. Uh, There's not uh, one kind of baptism that's superior to another. So if you were baptized as an infant by sprinkling, you don't remember anything about it. 
you have been baptised. If you're baptised uh, later in life and you, were, uh, you had the full immersion baptism and you remember it, you have been baptised. Baptism is baptism. God honours baptism. Full stop. But we also have to understand that baptism doesn't magically wash us clean from our sins. We receive forgiveness and eternal life by putting our faith and our trust in Jesus. Some would say, well, why baptize babies then? They can't put their faith or their trust in Jesus. No, they can't. But their parents can do it on their behalf. And when I ask these parents why they're having their children baptized, I think it was Anthony who said, uh, we want to put them on the right path. And that is exactly what we're doing today. We're putting these children on a path towards Jesus. And we're going to walk that journey with them hand in hand. Of course, there'll come a time when these children will make a conscious decision for themselves to continue along this path. Uh, There'll come a time when these children will say, my parents had me baptised. I'm glad that they did. And I now take hold of what my parents did for me and I make it my own. That is confirmation. In other words, it is our hope and our prayer that there will come a time when these children say yes to Jesus if they haven't already. But by baptising these children into the Christian family, we are saying that they are Christian children. We don't want them to have to opt in to following Jesus. We want to assume that they will follow Jesus their whole lives, uh, starting from now, starting even before now. Of course, later on in life, they can, if they want to, opt out. But it is our hope and our prayer, and we believe in faith that they will continue walking along this path that we have set them on. And we have heard that it is the responsibility of this whole church to keep them on track, uh, to keep them on this path. In very simple terms, uh, there are three marks of being a Christian, three things that make someone a Christian. Uh, We believe, we're baptised, we're filled with the Holy Spirit, but not necessarily in that order. But coming back to our passage from Romans 6, I want to give a visual demonstration, and it probably come at an appropriate time with the children of maybe getting a bit chittery, a visual demonstration of what it means for us to die... uh, in Christ and rise to new life in Christ. So if the children would like to come to the front and sit on the carpet or get into a position where you can see. So if they'd rather colour out the back, that's fine. No problem. But any of the children who'd like to see this can come to the front. Nice and quick then, kids. If you're coming up, how quickly can you get to the front? That's it. Nice and quick. Well done. Okay, so have a seat in the front. So we're looking at what it means uh, to die to our old life and to rise to new life. Let me pull this forward a bit, see if I can do it without spilling it everywhere. Okay, so firstly, we have this. What is this? Us. Us. This is us as God made us to be. You can see... Uh, that we're clear and we're pure and we're good. This is how we're meant to be as human beings. This is how God made us to be. And when we're like this, we can have a really good friendship, a relationship with God. 
But then there's this stuff called sin. Sin, and you can see it's all murky and yucky. Actually, it looks like something else, but it's not. (laughs) But sin is all the bad stuff that we say and think and do. And this, uh, well, this messes up our life. Look what happens. So this is us. This is how we're meant to be. And if we, when we sin, and we all sin, none of us are perfect. But this is what happens when sin comes into our life. You see that? No longer clear and pure. No longer how God made us to be. We become polluted. We become spoiled. And this prevents us from having a right relationship with God. This prevents us from being friends with God. But then we have this one. Who's this? Jesus. Jesus. And see, what happens when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus, who is pure and good and holy, and we invite Jesus into our life, this is what happens. What's happened? It's gone clear again. Because Jesus takes away our sin. He cleanses us. He purifies us. He makes us as God intended us to be. And you see, when Jesus died on a cross, he took the sin of the whole world, all of it, and he took it on himself. And that includes all the bad stuff that you and I have ever done, all the bad stuff that we will ever do. And he took that sin, and he took it down to the grave with him, and he left it there. And then after three days, what happened? Jesus raised to new and everlasting life. Life that would last forever. So you see, Jesus has defeated sin and death. He's destroyed them. And if we put our faith and our trust in Jesus, it's like we die to our old sinful life. And we rise to new life with Jesus. So when Toby, Brody and Joshua are baptised, it's like a sign that reminds us that Jesus washes away our sin. He makes us clean again. You can stay there for a minute because I'll literally only be about two minutes more. So finally, baptism signifies a new creation, a changed life, a life that is inclined towards God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Baptism signifies starting a new life. So, and that word, in Christ, that phrase, tells us a lot about what is happening. Imagine that we're physically in Christ. We're physically in Christ. When he dies and he goes down to the grave, we go down with him. And we're in Christ when he is raised to new life. In other words, what happened to Jesus happens to us. And often in the Bible, water symbolizes the Holy Spirit. In John 7, uh, 38, Jesus says, Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. As Christians, it is God's spirit living within us that enables us to become the kind of people that God has called us to be. And so the water of baptism represents God's spirit that not only fills us, but overflows from us. 
so that the world can see that there is a difference, that the Spirit of God is living within us, that the power of God is at work uh, within us, in our lives. So as we saw earlier, there are three marks, three things that make us a Christian. We believe, by which we mean we know and we love Jesus. We're baptized and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, but not necessarily in that order. So taking the second thing in that triage, baptism. Baptism symbolizes a new family. The family of God, the people of God, a new family. A move from death to life and a new creation. So let us pray now as we prepare to receive Toby, Brody and Joshua into the church through baptism. Heavenly Father, we thank you that today you are adding uh, to your number to this church, Toby, Brody, and Joshua. And we pray that we can recognize how, what a serious thing it is when people are baptized into our church. Help us to set them a good example of what it means to be a true follower of Jesus Christ. Help us to teach them and to train them and to nurture them and to prepare them and help them to walk with you their whole lives. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen.